the Hawks are officially entrenched in a so-called experimental phase, having succumbed to the Swans by 19 points at the SCG. With the reigning premiers to come, the season looks just about done, but don't despair, Hawks fans. There's hope on the horizon and plenty of positives to unpack right here on the Hawk Talk podcast, the go-to show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason, and I'm joined by a man who must surely be excited for the third straight year of John Patton Whispers. G'day, Tiz. <laughs> Way too many whispers. It's got to happen now, doesn't it? It's Un- the story that never gets old. Unfortunately, he's contracted to the end of 2020. So we still have to trade for him. Oh, I can't imagine too many Hawks fans being happy with that. We want him, but we don't want him that badly. Well, he's recovering from his third ACL, but you could see we need some kind of tall timber forward. Still a problem, isn't it? That whole, you know, scoring thing <laughs> seems to be pretty integral to the game of Aussie rules, and we can't do it anymore. Well, of course, it was James Sisley's fault, if you'd All right. read a couple of articles. Okay, yeah, he moves the magnets, does he? <laughs> Is that the contention there? Oh, we put him up forward with all kinds of pressure on him and he didn't perform and apparently that's it. No finals. Yeah, well, it's all on James. That was one of the most ridiculous articles I read out of the weekend. Who was that by, do you remember? Because there's been a few floating around. No, I don't even bother remembering now. That's fair enough. It's easy to lose track, to be honest. Uh, But who are you excited by? Because there's all these rumours coming out about John Patton. And then we heard last week, we thank uh, Ash Brown again, our special guest last week for the pod, uh, mentioning the idea of uh, Lockie Whitfield coming to the Hawks eventually. Yeah. Which we're excited by. And then, of course, the one that everyone's had their eye on is uh, Cogs, Stephen Canilio. It just seems like we're raiding the pantry of GWS. (laughs) Yes, well, don't forget Adam Tomlinson. Okay, so what I'm hearing well, is... Well, he's an unrestricted free agent, which is a couple of big ticks in my book. Now, I'm kind of frustrated to say it, but it occurs to me that we've gone full Carlton, and you should never go full Carlton. <laughs> well, there might be a reason that we're going full Carlton. Oh, no. What is it with Dicko? Come on. <laughs> you want to talk about this? Yeah. So the the pure anything to avoid the actual result, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't want to get to the recap, okay? So Ben Dixon comes out on, on a podcast and basically says, "Oh, look, I reckon that Clarko is uh, is pretty much done at the Hawks, and he'll move on to Carlton with a multi million dollar deal." I think he's right. You we, actually think he's right? Well, we prefaced this last week, last year, when uh, Andrew Russell went over. I said, you know, he's just. Otherwise, it takes a couple of years to get the playing list up to mm-hmm. med- medical grade for winning premierships. So he inserts Andrew Russell early, waits a couple of years, oh, really? <laughs> heads over. What do you think, Nick? Well, now Bolts Pretty- has gone, so it's kind of backfired. If he was going to almost like rebuilding Hawthorne one one piece at a time, now Bolts has gone. Well, that's I, all guess, up in smoke. I guess that's what's going to have to force his hand. I mean, he wanted two years, now it's just one. Right, I see. Yeah, no. Well, I, I guess my agitation with this story is that... It's a little too correct? No. You can well, see it happening? No, I can't see it happening, <laughs> considering Clarkson has batted away these suggestions all year, Yeah, pretty definitively. He hasn't been mealy-mouthed about it. Yeah, like the chairman for St Kilda. Yep. <laughs> I'm talking about Longmire. If we keep improving, yeah. Ben Dixon, what, what does he know? He doesn't have any source. He's just sort of come out and said this as pure opinion. All right. But let's it, it, let's it stick you reported. in the position of Clarko. Okay. You've got all you could get out of this list at Hawthorne. You don't know that. It's pretty good, four and ten. Mate, if that's true, if he if the list can't do anything else and they're currently providing, yep. some of that has to be on Clarkson, surely. Really? Don't you think he just yeah, I, I gets a blank so. check now? I think he does. Yeah, but... You I, can't really... Even if he did walk out tomorrow, could you really have a go at Clarko? I can on this basis, yeah. I think our team, as it currently stands, is capable of more. He picked us up at our lowest ebb, took us to our highest point. I don't... I'm not... So, no, you couldn't have a go at him. He'd still be a legend, everything. Yeah, well... So, if Dicko's right... You're arguing a different point. I'm not after his legacy. His legacy's untouchable. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Exactly. Anyway, I don't think he's going. <laughs> you just led me down that garden path for no reason. Yeah, it's a lovely thought experiment. Oh, no, it's not. It's an agitating thought experiment. You can hear it in my voice, listeners. <laughs> Clearly bothered by this. No, I just I just don't like how someone's opinion who happens to be in the footy world... By the way, how far off it are we? What do you mean? What, in terms well, Hawthorne of- lose to Essendon, and then Essendon get completely killed by... West Coast, I saw And that then who coming. are we playing this week? Yeah, of course, we're playing the reigning premiers, but 
No, I saw that coming a mile off. At least off. you're going you, you to be able to view it well this weekend, uh, aren't you? The MCC. Yeah. yeah. One oh, of those I bet ra- you can't wait. One of those rare occasions in which we watch a game together. Yeah. I don't know if listeners know that. From the bar, as it happens this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have high hopes for this match on the weekend. But, uh, look, you didn't think Essendon were that good, did you? Like, of course they were going to get smashed. Uh, but I'm just... I've already escaped to the uh, to the afternoon tea at half time. To be honest, <laughs> you're already there right now. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> sipping on a little bit of tea and some scones, and I just don't appreciate how opinions are reported as as fact. They're just, it's so this speculation is so widely spread throughout the media, like it's definitely happening. I want to see a source. I want to know what Dixon knows, and I'm betting it's nothing. We could add what Dixon knows to what you know, and. It- you know, this is my point, mate. <laughs> this is everyone should jump on the Hawk Talk podcast because we're as reputable a source as mere opinion. If you don't state your sources, oh, okay. There, see, that's a that's a, a checklist. When are we going to be cited as an opinion in the Herald Sun? <laughs> exactly, we could do because I'm betting we have as much knowledge on what's going on behind the scenes as some of these so-called experts. Yeah. And if they do know something, I I just I plead with them to state their sources. That's all I want. Well, we're 3 days away from hearing about a trade rumor involving Hawthorne with mm. Braden Sear at Collingwood. He's on his way. <laughs> Is that right? Yes. You've... Tick tick down. <laughs> Just look at your watch now. Is this this is what it's become? We're predicting the news. Yeah, seventy hours from now. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, they say that Alan Richardson might be out the door, so I reckon the next one is Clark Otis Kilda. He is a very very stressed man, Alan Richardson. He, <laughs> he gets he gets a coffee at my coffee shop every now and oh, again. Oh, really? Yeah. And I see him, and I look up, and I'm like, oh, do I want to say well, but no. Well done for yeah, well, what? He had a good result in in uh, in China, didn't he? No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> where he had his worst result. No, a couple of years ago he said something about Monty Montagna, mm. and I felt like saying, you know, well done, good for speaking out and saying okay. that he shouldn't be retired and all that. I got nothing. That probably won't let him keep his job, though. <laughs> We're probably looking at more, you know, didn't even get a on smirk. field results. Didn't even get a smirk. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, look, we should get to some... He's uh, not a terrible coach, though. Is he? He smashed us down in Tassie one day. Well, every dog has their day. It doesn't take much to win one game, Gee, does it? looked good for about six weeks there. Yeah, Until exactly. they worked out the, the game plan. And Anyway, is there anyone on their list we would be interested in? <laughs> Who would you look. take from St Kilda? <laughs> After we're done with the Giants, would you Jack take... Jack Stephen. Any, take Jack Stephen, okay. No, he's contracted until 2020. Oh, they got nothing. <laughs> Hey, some people would say that we have nothing. Well, they got Jake Carlisle. We're a bit lucky. Yeah, that's true. Dodge that bullet. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to some social media stuff now before we head into the recap, which we must, Tiz. iTunes, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again to Ashley Brown for last week's episode. If you didn't hear that, that's one would class as an unmissable podcast, Tiz. That was uh, plenty of insight into all the uh, off-field stuff that's going on at Hawthorne. Yes, all the uh, innuendo and mm-hmm. well, it's, I mean it's 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 long term scope for the for Oops. the club really because we've got a hell of a lot of things going on. Yeah, some of those things will very much directly affect the fans and how we consume and, football and basically. trying to build the Kennedy Centre while the club's mm-hmm. in a dip. Yep. You know, in terms of results, it's going to be a bit rough. So anyway, if you haven't listened to the podcast, we advise that you go back and uh, and. Find some time to tune into that one. 167 ratings on iTunes. Rate and review us there. We'd really appreciate it. And uh, on Twitter as well, at HawkTalkPod, you can join the conversation there. There's always plenty to talk about. And find us on Facebook too, facebook.com slash HawkTalkPod. And uh, the talk on the weekend, obviously. Since was we about Friday Brad night. Hill coming back. That's right. <laughs> That's true. It <laughs> was a lot of that. Now, uh, Ross Lyon has obviously moved to uh, quash these rumours. Has he? That shocks me. <laughs> but it's uh, it's one of those funny little things that I was hearing it the night before the story actually broke. From, uh, from We heard it last year. Well, that's true. And it's since been hasn't it since been confirmed that he was considering it? No. Isn't that the story? Uh, Brad Hill had a bit of a laugh to camera, had okay. a piece to camera with the Frio Dockers. Yep. He had a bit of a chuckle about it and said didn't know where that was coming from. But his partner is from Victoria. Hmm, okay. And uh, I don't know. He's played very well. I mean, we went over there first year, won the whatever 
you whatever know, their best PCM and fairness is. is. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty ridiculous. Not often a, you get a bloke just suddenly arrives at your footy club and he's yep. best on the list. Yep, that's true. But he'd be good, wouldn't he? Be great to have Hilly back. Scully, Hill, Smith. Yeah, I mean, I'd have Henderson. him back at the club. I wouldn't say that he fixes what ails us right now, but you don't say no to a player like that either. So well, keep he, those he runs him into the ground. His opponent. Yep, they're uh, they're a man short by the end of the game. Mm-hmm. No, I'd have Brad Hill back for sure. Uh, but it seems you you're avoiding talking about the uh, the what the, the, <laughs> the result is. Poor Lance. <laughs> That's the big takeaway from that game. Yeah, think? I read another article. Mm-hmm. It said uh, Lance's body is holding back the Swans. Oh, is it? He what? He kicks four goals for the game, <laughs> which is incidentally about the margin, <laughs> and it's holding them back. Okay, yeah. come back to where you're valued, Lance. How anyway, would we use three hundredth game this week for Frankie? He's not coming back this week, unless he's hobbling. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, his yeah. next game is his three hundred, but I'm excited <laughs> for that. If it's in Melbourne, no, it could be fun to attend. Yeah, no, good on him. We could probably switch it on. Kick 14. <laughs> Hudson <laughs> has to go not, one Not with one that better. game plan. <laughs> and when did they pick up... Mate, a... since when are we in a position to be throwing shade about game plans? We've got the worst in the league. Oh, come on. Buddy now, Franklin went off and they looked so much better in attack. It was ridiculous. Now, I just want to say that... Uh, let's rewind to something that Wayne Carey said. Now, I know we don't no. want to linger... To... No, we have to. I don't want to linger too long on it. But remember he said around... It was just in the aftermath of the Giants game, which is a good victory for us. It's one of our best of the year. And he, he denounced us as a boring team. And I thought that was false. Because what he was referring to was effectively... Since being proved correct. Well, that's right. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have to give him that. Because he basically... His critique just came a bit early. That's all. He was trying to apply it to a game oh, in which we were killing... This the... is a great line. What? Wayne Carey's ahead of the curve. What are we doing here, Chief? Hey, I didn't say that. <laughs> I, he's quite accidentally <laughs> predicted something about Hawthorne. What he tried to do was he, he misinterpreted what was happening with that Giants game. We were trying to kill the contest and deny them the football, and he mm-hmm. said that was boring. Mm-hmm. That's just stupid. That's silly. That's an incorrect call. Uh, weeks on from that game, um, I find that we are a bit boring, to be honest. Yeah, but it is boring to experiment. How many prac labs have you done where you were really excited the whole time? <laughs> We're experimenting. This is we're finding out what kids can and can't do. We're finding out whether there's uh, still the venom and the appetite and some of the older blokes. And and I guess we know this because Clarkson has said as much. He said it's an experimental phase. That was from last week's presser, and yeah. I think it still rings true. I reckon he should turn up to the next game in a lab coat. Isn't that what the old umpires used to wear? That's lab right. coat, yeah, yeah. more effectively, yeah. yeah. Look, it wasn't pretty. We were torn apart in the first quarter and forced to play catch-up from there. It was probably, for me, a real low point in the season because for the first time, Tiz, what I was watching was not a hell of a lot of effort. And regardless of the results that we've accomplished this this season, I can always, I've always been able to say that we've put in. But that first quarter was like, geez, this is rough watching because uh, there was just no sense of urgency. The most telling stat was the inability to man up. So we lost the mm. marks by 57. Oh, God. Okay, so if you're doing that, you're just giving them so much time with the ball that they're going to cut you up eventually. And Sydney, not a famously quick team, are they? No. So, I mean, that's a little worrying that they're able to find that much space. And what are we doing with our structures in that in that case? They're just falling apart. Well, who did you think you could hang your hat on in this game and say they... They really tried. They were the best they could be. I thought it was obvious who our standouts were. I thought the way to sum up this game for Hawthorne was too much was left to too few yet again. And Ricky Henderson, I thought, was, again, amazing in what's been a great season. Neat little cameo from Tricky Ricky inspired that that pulse that started to come through, that fight back. I thought it might be enough to get us over the line. It wasn't to be. He had 29 touches at 75.9% disposal efficiency, eight marks and a goal. I liked his cameo, but, uh, yeah, it wasn't enough. Jager was labouring again. Isaac Smith tried to push his way into the contest. Yes, uh, but before we get to Isaac, I noticed I think 50% for Amira again in disposal efficiency. He's been languishing on that sort of tally uh, or that percentage, I should say, for weeks. He can't seem to use the ball well. As for Isaac Smith, 24 touches, 70.8% disposal efficiency. He had eight inside 50s. And his highest uh, metres gained for the year. So pretty good game from him. I, I saw you, you said on Twitter that you were impressed at his work rate on, in this, on this I occasion. I did. He lacked a bit of polish, but yeah. yeah. It would have been nice. He got two behinds in the end. It would have been nice for him to convert. I mean, one was just 
One would have been a miraculous goal at uh, Shades yeah. of 2015, the grand final. That would have been amazing if it had gone through. So what about Liam Shields, who was named by HawthorneFC.com.au as the MVP for the match? For his tackling. Yes. Uh, he had a team-high 11 tackles, uh, 25 touches, 11 of those contested, and he had eight inside 50s as well. And kicked a goal. Not a bad game from the bloke, but I thought the bloke that gave us a pulse in that first quarter, mm. the the man that decided that he would take on the tacklers and... This is going to be who I think it is. Actually run out of defence uh-huh. with the football, uh-huh. looking to spot up a target, yeah, this is whether he did or did not hit them at all. <laughs> uh, Timmy O'Brien. I thought Tim O'Brien. I thought you were going to say Connor Glass. I was going to say Connor Glass, okay, right. but then you saw it coming, so I thought I'd say Timmy. <laughs> Who's a different ranger? <laughs> <laughs> no, Connor Glass. Oh, Excellent. I was, I was a bit harsh Put the ball on. under his arm a couple of times, and although he squibbed the quick, yeah, the kick once or twice because he didn't have an opportunity to yes. slow down. and yeah. Yeah, and then Timmy gave him a couple of goals coming out of defence, but I thought he played a decent game. I was a bit harsh on uh, young Connor there in, in the early stages of the game, but... By the time that you know we got to the final siren, and I thought, you know what, I kind of rescind that. That's not. He's yeah, he not played, played a bad game actually. Pretty well. He ran at seventy percent himself and uh, three hundred and seventeen meters gained. I think it was a lot of our twenty um, touches. A lot bad. of our Twitter follow- followers noted that at least he was one that was willing to take the game on. He, Put yeah. his head over the footy. Yeah. Uh, and there were a couple of times he didn't get the football, but he was mm. quick enough to stifle the the Sydney opponent. I'll say this much. Where I was harsh in the early stages of the game on Connor Glass, uh, in the aftermath, like thinking back to the game and recapping it, I can only ever remember him being everywhere. I don't remember the mistakes he made per se. I just remember him being super involved in the contest, which uh, is more than what you can say for quite a few of our blokes, to be honest. Yeah, so Scully, who's never really played well against Sydney, (laughs) even when he was at GWS. Yep. Uh, had no real impact, but it gets a little bit worse because it sort of indicates that uh, Clarko was out coached mm. or picked the wrong side. In that uh, McAvoy, Bruce, Burgoyne, Scully, Puopolo, Sisley, and Morrison, some of which are some of our highest grade talent on our on our team. That's right. Were yeah. All that is the bottom six players. They did. So little on the night. I mean, if you look at Ben McAvoy, he didn't register a single kick, just the six handballs for the game. And it must be said, he was enjoying a pretty stellar season up until he was injured, but that injury seems to have completely crueled his momentum. And do you think he was brought back too early? Because we, d- we didn't expect him back so soon, and uh, now he's put in two pretty lacklustre performances back-to-back. Yeah, well, that is a concern. And Callum Sinclair was clearly better. Yeah. Uh, but... Then you look at Sicily, who ran at 38%. Yeah, disposal efficiency. And you can have a dirty night, but if you're playing him out of position... Well, one of our listeners, Edward, asked, has Clarko finally realised that Sicily is a terrible forward? That's not the word he used, by the way, but a gun back. Uh, now, Tiz, if we see him forward again this Listen, week... no one's making forward look easy at the moment at Hawthorne. Well, that's true. There's got to be questions that's asked true. about our forward coach. Yeah, Scott Burns, isn't it? Scott Burns. Yeah. We've had bad forward coaches in the past too, even with Ruffy and Franklin running around. But but how does the structure work? Because he would answer to it's a Clarkson. a very good question. <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> he answers to Clarkson ultimately, doesn't he? I mean, Clarkson, yeah. as the senior coach, would oversee all this. And right. He'd have some of his decisions ticked off on. But the running patterns don't seem to be there. Yeah. Uh, do you think Poppy gets the nod this week or...? No. No, I don't think he should. Hanrahan? Uh, well, yeah. Third year on the list for Hanrahan. He should be so, yeah. given an opportunity, you'd expect. We'll uh, give a nod to Hanrahan as we do our Box Hill recap soon. But, uh, I mean, back to Sicily, you can't play him forward again. If he plays forward this week, Tiz, I mean, Clarko is dead set not interested in the four points, right? Oh, you're thinking we're going to be done for tanking? <laughs> I don't think we'll be done for tanking. Because I think the uh, the language... We're not dumb enough to write a memo about it. <laughs> I think the language around it from Clarkson uh, specifically is not that we're tanking. It's that we're just trying a few things. Oh, I'll tell you what, the the viewership and the attendances are dropping off. They are. They are indeed, yeah. 
You didn't think we could get worse than Hawthorne GWS, but Melbourne rose to the occasion. Was it really worse? I think it was. Melbourne Fremantle. <laughs> I think the... Uh, well, actually, Ash, Ash and Brown, they won. Actually. <laughs> That's right. Ash Brown was there, actually, and uh, he, he gave us a bit of footage. He uploaded it to Twitter and... Of course oh, he did. It's a bit rough. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could tell he was interested in uh, representing the brown and gold coming to fight for us. But uh, look, here endeth the experiment with Sicily Ford, as far as I'm concerned. Because that's just not good enough. Eight disposals at 37.5% disposal efficiency. Stop. Just, <laughs> he played three quarters there. That's that's not going to win your games. We had one player for the whole game who was 30% above his normal average, and that was Connor Glass. No one else excelled in this game. That was one thing I struggled with. Um, all game, in fact. I, I just didn't know where our winners were. I, I, you know, we listed some of our highlights in Henderson, Shields, and Smith. We sort of celebrated their efforts, but that's only upon reflection. I, I couldn't get a good reading mid-game watching it and going, "Oh, here are our All right. good players." If I'm going to get real dark, <laughs> okay, right? You've been warned, listeners. No touches in the final term. Mm. Gunston, oh, no. Roughhead, yeah. Scully, oh, and Timmy O'Brien. I was waiting for you to finish. I didn't know how many were going to feature on that list. That's four players with no touches in the final quarter. Not a touch. Jeez, no wonder we were overrun. That's ridiculous. Everything's on the line. Yeah, well, gun, gun, that's unlike Gunners not to be able to impact. It's pretty bad. Well, he didn't have a great game, did he? I mean, he kicked that flukish goal. Yeah, that was very strange. Yeah. That Sydney turned off or something. Yeah. It was one of those odd kicks, though, even when... I remember playing and you like, well, where the hell's that gone? Yeah, and they just stopped. Yeah. I think they, they were within their rights to think it wasn't going anywhere near goals, but unfortunately for them... Well, they only pitched a metre out. Well, true. Sicily had a great old laugh at the defender's expense after that. It's great vision. But it just, it, it just illustrated to me that not everyone was switched on on either side. Nah, no. I mean, look, it's it wasn't... It was a game of also rans. Yeah, and neither team's competing for the flag. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. and that's that was the case when we played Essendon as well. And, yeah, I, I fear what's coming our way, Tiz, because next week against West Coast, we're playing a team that very much are interested in competing. And uh, I, I fear what might, what might be coming our way. Well, we haven't had a really big shellacking. No, we haven't. Uh, we seem to we seem to like being beaten by nineteen points. I think it's happened oh, like three, three times. Row, yeah. Anyway, is that enough of that? <laughs> ready to move yeah, on. The recap. We're, yeah, we'll we'll finish that. We'll tie a bow in that recap, and we'll move on to Box Hill, I guess. Now, can I deduce from your tweets? Were you at the game? No, no, I wasn't at the you game. You weren't at the game. Okay. Uh, no, I was just listening to 3WBC, the at-the-game experience. <laughs> Gee, I could use that. <laughs> pay royalties. Do they pay anyone? Who knows? Probably shouldn't. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> no, come on. I, you know, I'm actually, I reckon, I want to jump on board the 3WBC team. It would be great to call a game for them. It's like, that, it's like that music. It's not quite folk, but it's, it, it, it tries to be. <laughs> okay, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, that music that... Oh, what is it? Rock? No. <laughs> the one they all love in Brunswick and Footers Grey and oh, Brunswick Street. and So the, 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 the urban sort scene, of thing. You'd never heard of them. Music if it was gentrified. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> they have yeah, no, like I, a kind of folksy yeah, warmth like, to like, their... Like twee. Yeah. Yeah, okay, we got there in the end. It's probably a good thing you weren't out at Box Hill, Tiz, because it was deplorable oh, conditions. Yeah. Uh, Box Hill Hawks really got their hands dirty, not to mention everything else, to bury Sandringham by 37 points on Saturday, claiming the Blue Ribbon Cup. I think that was the 20th Blue Ribbon Cup, that one, out at a muddy and decidedly Arctic Box Hill City Oval. So uh, you tuned in. I-, I managed to tune in for a bit of it. Well, I know who tuned out real quick. In the opening minute, I think. Yes. <laughs> Not a his, bit rough. Not his fault, but CJ got uh, knocked out from a knee to the head. Nasty business. Uh, fortunately for Box Hill, though. During a was, marking contest. Yeah, well. I think we should underline that. Yeah, well, I'm just saying it's nasty to get a knee in the head. That's all. I'm not saying it was deliberate. No, but it's not reportable. No. 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 I'm not, I was never insinuating that to you. I just. Well, you hear knee to the head, you think, oh, gee, that's a bit rough. Okay, yeah, maybe you're right. But if it's in a marking contest, it's all good. <laughs> 
What about boots in the back for a marking contest? Did we solve that one or are we just letting that go? There's so many grey areas here. It's ridiculous. Anyway, The game is a grey area. So James Cousins, he actually went up to Sydney, didn't he, on the Friday night? Was he? Yeah, he was in the photos I saw before the game. And then he he turned out for Box Hill the following day. Now, speaking of, we had this chatter that Ross was up on the plane as well. Yeah, I think that was false. Yeah, that was a few people reported that, and then we latched onto it as a result. But no, misguided with that information, I think. Anyway, he starred 32 disposals. I think uh, Andrew Moore being back in the side really helped our midfield. Are you talking Cousins, 32 disposals? Yep. Yeah, sorry, I thought you were talking about Ross. Yeah, Cousins uh, was outstanding. If in, Ross uh, got 32 disposals... Well, that's what I was going to say. When the knock on him is that he can't know how to game... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I wanted to see uh, just where you're going with that. But he got 30, uh, six tackles and four marks to Cousins, uh, winning the Silk Miller medal for best of field. A brilliant response after being dropped from the senior side, Tiz. Yeah, and Jackson Ross had uh, 13 touches. Harry Jones, who we've been speaking about, might get a look soon. 28 touches, one goal, one. Four marks, four tackles. What's been uh, heralded as his best performance for the season for Box Hill? And I think Will Golds played a very good game. 23 mm-hmm. touches, one goal, two. Your boy, Will Golds. Yep. Daniel Howe just hanging around down there, not really excelling. Now, we mentioned we were going to talk about um, Ollie Hanrahan, who uh, had 17 touches, four goals in, as we've said, pretty Three trying. Three goals, one, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, I've got from Hawthorne's website that was four. Someone did correct me on Twitter about that, but then I read it again today on the official website. Okay. And it was four goals. So I'm not sure who to believe is. You might be right. But nevertheless, uh, you know, multiple goal kicker in trying conditions, you've got to take your hat off to him. And he struggled over the last month. So that's, yeah. a, that's a standout performance for him. He, he must have, I don't know, got a word in that he <laughs> might have a spot if he played well enough. Yeah, what some, do you think? Someone just uh, texted him Puopolo's stats and said, you mm, <laughs> might be in I, here. Probably not that obvious. <laughs> Yeah, it was a bit harsh for me, I suppose. Uh, who else did you like in this game? I mean, we had Lewis who hit the scoreboard just the once. A pretty quiet game from Lewis. Uh, Greaves is starting to excel off the halfback flank. That's true. That was someone in our mid-season report card who I was a bit nervy on, but uh, he seems to be doing a lot more. Uh, Jones, 29, as you said. Greaves, 21. Howe, 21. Uh, Mirror with 20. Meadows seems to be involved more than ever. Connor Nash kicked the goal. Yes, yeah, Connor Nash did kick a goal. What is happening with Nash? Are we going to see him before the end of the season, you think? Or what are the chances? I bloody well hope so. Seems to be no reason to not. You know what I mean? Like, you know, why, why Anyway, not we've buried the lead here. <laughs> we have a bit, haven't we? I wonder if listeners are tearing their hair out. It's like, when are you going to mention him? <laughs> because there has been a stunning return. Stunning. <laughs> well, look. Uh, he played a half. Look, I want to big it up. Look, totally I'm... at home. <laughs> untroubled. I want to hype it up because I, I feel it would mean a lot to him. It's been two years on the sidelines yeah. and Grant Birchall yeah, is suddenly back. he's still listening back. after <laughs> the stuff we've said, yeah. Yeah, okay, fair enough. It's uh, very good to have him back. I never expected him to come back. No, no. I, I guess now we know what they were thinking ahead of the mid-season draft. We, we heard no announcement. We thought, oh, well, the club must be back. But it was a in. function of having absolutely no... Positive news about Birch no, for a no, long, long time. No intel coming through. Uh, I mean, we, we even asked Ash about it and, you know, he couldn't really say definitively what was happening. He thought, oh, well, apparently he's playing VFL next week. Maybe. And well, I mean, he a, was. A fairly routine PCL and then doesn't come back for two and a half years. Yeah. Ridiculous. Round 15, so 2017, I think. Fantastic to see him back. He's 31, out of contract mm-hmm. at the end of the year, so he needs to find time to uh, make an impact, you'd expect. As you said, he played just the first half. Uh, Ten disposals, six marks, and a tackle in his return, which is perfectly fine. But Jeezy slots in, doesn't he? Oh, absolutely. That's probably why Greaves and Golds and a couple of the other boys look so good. Maybe, maybe. Experience counts half. for a lot. Yeah. Well, just the confidence you'd have by from mm. having Birch next to you and telling you where to go. Yeah, absolutely. So, an easy win. Yeah, easy win for Box Hill in the end. We pretty much dominated, uh, not from the outset, but once we got going, we weren't stopped. And Sandringham had a chance to challenge, but then fell away in the end. I think Meadows kicked the sealer to push it back out to 37 points. So, a good win for Box Hill, and they... Uh, they actually go into the eight now. There was yeah, a spot. Seventh. Yeah, that's right. There was a spot in the top eight up for grabs and they performed. So good on them. And they play uh, Casey, the 11th placed Casey, next Saturday at 2 p.m. 
Casey Fields, that one. Yeah, the the D seconds. That's right. Usually play a good game against Casey. They uh, yeah, it tends to be entertaining. Would you call yeah, them rivals? I wouldn't go to Casey ever. No, I'm not about to go there. But I'll tell you where I am going though. Against my better judgment, we're turning up to the MCC on Saturday. Against your better judgment. Well, I feel I know what's coming. As I said, Hawthorne versus West Coast at the MCG at the near traditional time of one forty-five pm Yeah, but there's no Jeremy MCG Oven. Well, I, I must say, as we're recording this, he's decided, well, West Coast have decided he's going to challenge. Oh, really? Yeah, that's right. You can't and do that to a blonde poss- fella. Possibly by the time this comes out, we might have a result on that. But I'm going with... Surely he's suspended, right? Yeah. Surely that stands. He pushed him into the... Was it head-high contact that they charged uh, him with? Is it odd it, charge? It was, it was rough conduct. Right. And it, it did look worse than Frawley's. And I did think... Well, you didn't think that Frawley was going to go for his for his push uh, on no. Cameron. No. And certainly nobody got done for chucking Frawley into the fence a couple of years ago. <laughs> That's true. I do happen to think this one's worse. I think this Or this Mirror. Is, Got off with a yeah, that's true. $1,200 fine for the mirror one. That was disgusting. I think McGovern's is more aggressive. So at time of recording, I'm going to say that he's not in the side and I'd be a bit annoyed, a bit irritated if he was off no, scot-free for that one. if they're looking to have a decent game, they'll drop McGovern. <laughs> yeah, if they want to draw any sort of crowd, <laughs> then uh, the <laughs> AFL might want to consider that. Anyway, it's one forty-five. It's a perfect time. One forty-five. yes. Yeah, on Saturday. on Saturday. Uh, who's a chance to come in? Now, now we've gone through the seniors, we've gone through Box Hill. Uh, do we have a youth policy in effect from now on? I guess one of our listeners, Ryan, wants to know who plays this week. Morrison and Moore for Chad and Mitch. Is Chad Wingard fit by this stage or does he have one more week? Would you push him? Oh, not really. No. Nah, I wouldn't bother. Knowing where our season's at and where I think it'll go, I'm, there's no real point. Like I said, I, I think I said on Twitter today, actually, that I, I'm sort of uh, TBC regarding Wingard and uh, Brown and Gold. You're playing, you're playing Ruffy? I don't really want to. No. I'd, I'd rather Lewis come in. We did skip over Lewis's stats. Uh, quite game. One goal, 10 touches, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of an irked game. A little bit peeved. Yeah. He got not, not in the seniors. Yeah, well, it's his, uh, he's gone back-to-back in Box Hill now. Uh, I think it's time to bring him back. I, I don't see what we're doing. Well, I don't see the effect of keeping him in Box Hill, Lewis. I mean, we're just robbing the development of the senior team. He seems to be the future. The only way we're going to know for sure is to keep playing him. Harry Morrison being dropped is pretty much on the card, you'd expect. Yeah, just completely invisible. Uh, it's, it's sad, as I tweeted, it's sad to see how much he's dropped off. Third year blues. Yep. Uh, I have high hopes for him, but it just does not seem to be coming together this year for him. So Ryan's called for Ross to be uh, pulled in for this week, and I can't see that happening. I think Hanrahan would get the nod ahead of Ross. Yeah, I expect as much as well. Uh, and obviously Cousins straight yep. back in. Yeah, I think I he's think right so. there. Yep. He notes, uh, it's hard to produce a score with all our smalls up front because of our poor delivery, which, yep, I've got to agree. Uh, again, I'm not certain it's personnel. But it lo- as long as it hit the deck and you have smalls, you're all right. But as soon as it's going in high and markable, yeah. you're buggered. Well, we are, yes. Hawthorne yep. is absolutely buggered. Uh, we heard from Alex uh, at Hawk Talk Pod. Given we are far off finals, do members of the old guard need to be dropped to look at the mirrors of the younger players before hitting up the draft? I say yes, but it's how you manage that. And, and well, do I think we know exactly what the old guard can do. Well, yeah. I just mean the experimentation is designed to discover the unknowns. Yeah. We know the potential. These guys aren't going to get any better. They're not going to have an output that's mm. stunningly better. I mean, even Henderson, yeah, who's yeah. career best now, mm. you can't see that coming out of any of the other players there. No, that's right. No, we know we know what they can do. So that's so. why we're taking Glass out of the midfield. We're putting him at the mm. half forward. So he played in the midfield against Brisbane. He played on the half forward line against Essendon. He played yeah. off the a half back and even the full back line yep. against Sydney. He's just being put in different positions to see how he functions in each one. Uh, the beauty of the experimentation phase, Tiz, in yeah. full flight. And you'll see that with other players. You see Timmy's going from end to end. Mm-hmm. Sicily's uh, being used at either end to look at the structures and how they perform with Brand and Frawley and O'Brien. You see. Yeah, so it's not so much Sicily going forward that that's, that's the manoeuvre. It's more... What you do with what's left behind at the back, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, that makes sense. It does still frustrate me because I think it works so well, and I happen to think that if it ain't broke, in fact, if it's actually doing very well, 
you leave it alone. But I see your point. Scrimshaw will be back soon too. Yeah, I think so. It's if not this week, probably next week. I would say. So our our backline's fairly functional. We're not getting yep. beaten by a hell of a lot. It's been the story all season. We're you know for where we sit on the ladder, we're not a team that gets obliterated, which tells me that our game plan is just hang on for dear life and hope we can score. Mm. Uh, which makes not- me wonder if leading forward uh, Jack Silvani would be any good at Hawthorne. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I said never go full Carlton. <laughs> never go full Carlton, listeners. Uh, let's see, we heard from Jarvis as well. Three out of the next four weeks, we play top four teams. Now, that really puts things into perspective, The Carlton list manager is a big rap for him. <sighs> Settle down. Uh, I say we pinch one of them, see what he did there, Jarvis, and cause an upset. Which one will it be? West Coast without McGovern, Pies, who we had the wood over, or the Cats in a close one? Now, if it were up to me and I, and I had my choice, I'd choose Pies. Geelong. Oh. oh, come on. You surely want to beat Geelong, don't you? Put back in their box briefly by Port. I don't know. There's something about beating Collingwood. That's on a Friday night too. Mm, yep. Yeah. Everyone watching. All I can think is we're not playing any Friday night games next year. And that's saying <laughs> something because we've had about three this year. <laughs> Have we? I thought that was the first one this year. Uh, we've had two so far. And God. then Collingwood ma- will make it three. Easily forgettable. Yeah. Oh, I meant in, in, in Melbourne. That's our yeah. first in Melbourne, isn't it? Uh, it, it I think it is. Well, yeah. well Essendon at Marvel. but oh, Yeah, all right. <laughs> I suppose that's Melbourne. So you want to beat the Pies? Because I'd love to take the cats down a pig. I think they're already too far ahead to have any real impact. And I, I honestly don't think we could do it. But I think Collingwood aren't as good as they feel they are. Yeah, perhaps. Well, they showed that against the Bulldogs, didn't they? They played a really ugly game. If they can keep that up, it would be very nice for us. Uh, we heard from Pridgey as well. Uh, from the first bounce when Sis started forward, I thought Clarko had got his sights fully on 2020. I think we need a forward and a mid to be seriously challenging next year. What do you think? I think Frawley can hold on uh, for one more year at this level. So what he's done there is basically he's ruled out the defence as, as part of this conversation. He said, we're covered there. We're good. Yeah. We've got Frawley for another year at least. So we don't have to address that right now. Okay. Uh, turning his attention to the mids and forwards. What do you think about that? We have this question every week. Mm. And as soon as Tommy comes back in, <laughs> everyone looks a hell of a lot better in that midfield. So remember when I covered Sean Mullins? I said everything will be all right after the bye? Yeah, you were wrong. Yeah, yeah I was very wrong. Uh, when Mitchell comes back, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> just hold out for Mitchell. I'm trying to think of a song I, that I works I knew you for. were. I could see your mind ticking over, thinking of a rhyme. <laughs> I've already been there, mate. I've already been there. Uh, but you really think that's it? That's that's really the tonic? Just one player coming back? I know he's the reigning Brownlow medalist, but... My boyfriend's back would probably work. <laughs> you weren't listening to a word of that. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. My Mitchell's back. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. There you go. All right. That'd okay. work. And it'd work for a crowd too because they love a hey, yeah. Uh, or yeah, nah. Would you go with a yeah, nah? Well, we've got till 2020 to work it out. So <laughs> I think we'll get something down. Uh, Where are we? When are we doing that uh, Hawthorne Supporters Coral Handbook? I need to collaborate with M10 on that one to get a full catalogue of all the songs that have been produced over the years. Well, if they're not still extant, we just have to write new ones. Obviously, they weren't good enough. We've got some of our own. We're building up a nice little discography, aren't we, <laughs> with our offerings? <laughs> oh, that's a bit of a tease for something that's coming later. Anyway, uh, look, we know to decide this result, we need a rant. Of exceptional proportions. <laughs> it's going to take something special, isn't it? Mind you, West Coast ain't that good at the G, are they? They only played a half in that grand final. That's exactly what I'm talking about, Tiz. Eagles fans, something doesn't sit comfortably with the title reigning premiers. We all know Collingwood blew their shot at the silverware that one day in September. They dropped their bundle like Darling drops marks. Everything right down to the banner fell apart for the Pies, so I wouldn't be too boastful. Besides, I bet you still have a bad taste in your mouth from 2015. In case I haven't said it, by the way, thanks for playing your part in making us the greatest club of this modern era. You helped complete our three-peat, so I suppose that's something else you've accomplished. And look, I know you're bullish about 2019. I guess you'd say the Eagles are flying high. But me, I'd be careful of any allusions to drug-taking. We wouldn't want to dig up any old skeletons from 2006, would we? But seriously, Eagles fans, this whole drug culture thing, I don't mean to rub the club's nose in it. Mind you, that's mostly because they might enjoy it. All I'm trying to say is, as legacies go, you know the Hawks have you well and truly trounced. And that'll be the story again this weekend at the MCG, as we reclaim our title as the AFL's Birds of Prey. 
Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> you reckon that'll suffice for the weekend? Actually, I was looking at it, and uh, five premierships to four. Still got them covered. Told you. They're getting close. What are we talking? From uh, We're talking 90s to... 91. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They are getting close. Do you, do you really think that West Coast can go back-to-back this year, though? Is that a possibility? Of course it's a possibility. You can see uh, Geelong folding in a final again. I certainly can. I bank on it. I'm waiting. I, I said that about Richmond. All it takes is one bad day. Things as they are uh, this week, Geelong will be playing GWS probably in Geelong, mm-hmm. which is exactly when they lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a few sleepless nights heading up to that one. Anyway, something will go wrong down at Geelong soon and they didn't turn up after the bye again for the umpteenth time. And Yep. Lazy, know. complacent. Do you think it's complacency? I don't know. I don't know. What? I'd love I, to know. I didn't watch what... that game. But yeah, apparently uh, one of our ex-players did quite well. Is Ryan Burton back, is he? Yeah. Shows how little I'm following Port at the moment. Yeah, he played very well. So might be showing up the club a bit soon. When Wingard gets on the park and has a full preseason, again, we, we turn our attention to 2020. I Why think are we always buying doer-uppers? Yeah, that, that is a good question, isn't it? Or are we just so far ahead of the competition that a player that's B-graded Hawthorne is suddenly A-graded another? Burton heads over there, doesn't need any work. He's ready-made. Ready-made, yep. Absolutely, I agree. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners will love to hear that. The Burton's all ready and fit and firing. We have to wait a little bit longer for Chad to get his <laughs> stuff together. Oh, dear. It is a bit frustrating, but it certainly worked well with Scully. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've got some listener questions here. One from Nicholas Vines at Hawk Talk Pod. What is one game throughout your whole time supporting the Hawks that you can't bring yourself to watch or even hearing about it makes you annoyed and upset? Mine has to be the 2012 Grand Final or 2001 Prelim. Now, Tiz, I want to get the reverse of this as well. because I'm going to, yeah, because this is too depressing. This is too depressing. The actual answer to this is always the last time we lost. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I never watch the highlights. <laughs> That's uh, you know how you know when we come off a losing game, this podcast doesn't have an intro of highlights. Uh, partly because I don't think it really works, doesn't really fit the mood. But also, I'm not watching the highlights back. I'm not cutting that together. No way. <laughs> Twenty eleven prelim. If I had to pick something, yeah, that's fair. That's fair enough. Uh, I think of the um the Geelong game with Hawkins kicking the goal. Two thousand and one premiership prelim. I mean, rates are mentioned too. Yes, yeah, as, as Nicholas has done. I was there for that one. That was a very famous game for me. That uh, my, uh, my mother was beckoning me over to support Essendon on her side of the family. All Essendon supporters they are. And uh, that game, leading up to it, I was like, eh, Hawthorne, that's been my life. But then there's Essendon. And then that game basically sealed the deal. I went, nah, stuff this. I'm Hawthorne. Good. It eradicated. It was like, uh, it's like running antivirus software. <laughs> Just got rid of all traces of Essendon, mate. So, <laughs> uh, there was also I was in attendance at I think it was ninety four the um, Jesus the, the, the extended time final for North Hawthorne. Oh yeah, where Carey pulled us apart. And, uh, anyway, this is getting too depressing. So I want to hear what some of your favourites are now. What my go to game. Yeah, I guess so. Now I mean, obviously the grand finals, the recent premierships, of course would figure, but I mean, what what besides those? I don't mind the 91 Premiership. Too old, too slow, too good. Yeah, Famously. they said that in 89 as well. <laughs> so, have you got any besides Premierships though? Because I can think of a couple. I just remember in, in May 2008 at the MCG, hmm. we had the AFL Hall of Fame tribute match. I have no recollection of this match at all. Where Victoria played the Dream Team. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 21 goals, 11, 137 to 18, 12, 120. Jeez, remember when footy used to be good? Yeah. <laughs> it's a decade ago. Not bad, is it? Mark Thompson coached Victoria. Yeah. And the coach of uh, the dream team was Mark Williams. Right? That's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, this is kind of coming back to me. I'll just give you a few of the players from the dream team. Mm. You had John Cock, McLeod, Pavlich. Matthew Richardson on the wing there. Sean Bergen on the wing, still at Port Adelaide at this stage. Yep. Then you had uh, Goodwin, Cameron Mooney, Daniel Motlop, Brett Burton. Remember him? Mm, yeah. Couldn't take a mark without leaving the ground. <laughs> Lance Franklin, full forward. 
Peter Burgoyne's running around, and then basically all the Geelong players on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then we had a few representing Victoria. Yeah, we had Campbell Brown, we had Trent Crowe, Sammy Mitchell. Did we have anyone else? Ruffhead? No, Ruffhead wasn't there. He may have, no. may have been injured. Okay. Um, we also had Annam Goods, mm-hmm. Jared White, Milburn, Scarlett. Jeez, these are all just Jonathan stars Brown at centre half forward, Brendan Favola at full forward, Jono in the pocket with Bradshaw, Robert Murphy at half forward. Do you feel flank. like, I mean, the, the, this is the best Jeez, of the best. Jeez, it was good. This is the best of the best. Do you think? It's a great evening. Do you think and of like, course, I could cheer anyone. You could also boo the umpires. <laughs> remember that, those days. But do you Even think, Brent Harvey got a clap. <laughs> do you think the best of the best back then would beat the best of the best now? Always with this question. Um, no, I can't help myself. It's just it's just interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, you, every name you read out then, I was just in awe because they were all so good. Well, I think this spine of Scarlet, Crowed, Mitchell, Brown, Favola, Troy Simmons in the ruck. I don't know about that. But <laughs> <laughs> Josh Fraser was hanging around on the bench too. Okay. Paul Chapman, Scott Pendlebury, and Joel Selwood were the last two mentioned. You know, and they're... <laughs> Terrific players today. But I think we need something like that again, don't you? I mean, maybe if it replaced AFLX, which no one is against. <laughs> no, <laughs> everyone would love to see that happen, but uh, I think that's the only way it might happen. When was this play? You said May? Yeah. So it's right mid-season. smack bang in the yeah. mid-season. So I just don't see that happening these days. I think it would have to be in place of AFLX. That's the only way it would happen. How many do you reckon Franklin kicked? Five. Four goals, five. <laughs> <laughs> so he could have kicked nine. Classic Franklin. Do you reckon that went to his telly that year? 2008 goal telly? That'd be interesting. I don't think it did, but nevertheless, 2008, he managed 113 in total, didn't he? Yep. Yep, amazing. He's never been as good as that. Think about that, listeners. We, we enjoyed the best of Buddy Franklin. I think he knew it when he left. You really think so? <laughs> All right, well, uh, I'm going to nominate a couple of games I enjoyed. Um, I think, obviously, the 2013 prelim was right yes. up there. Yep, that's that's an easy choice. Uh, I also quite like the, um, I think it was the 2015 prelim uh, against, it was Fremantle, wasn't it? Over there. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Cyril uh, working his bugger magic. bugger up on the half-back line, yep. Cyril puts it through. Yeah, uh, Taylor Duray from the pockets, that's a, just a scintillating goal. Lovely finish. Euphoric moment watching that at the uh, wonderful the to Empress watch, Hotel. <clears throat> wonderful to watch Taylor Duray man up on Dagoa yesterday, wasn't it? Did that happen, did it? It did. <laughs> Briefly. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> not on the highlights I saw. <laughs> uh, anyway, that, that'd be like a couple uh, that spring to mind. Uh, I also love the, the Warple sealer against Essendon and um, Jager from last year, a couple of recent ones. Jager's sealer against Geelong. So we've had some... Even in some what about interesting the times. Uh, what about the fight back against St Kilda? That's a bloody good watch. Oh, the great escape after half time. Obviously, you don't want to <laughs> bother with the first half. The great escape down at Waverley Park against yeah. St Kilda. Yep, all time classic. Yeah, jeez. Twisted Dad's arm to stay for that game. Now you mentioned Trent Crowe before. <laughs> Since we're uh, we're talking all things history, how ridiculous! <laughs> we heard from JT. Is how uh, does that happen? It was I mentioned the- Trent Crowe just off the cuff, and then. Careful, we've said him three times. We'll be knocking at the door in a sec. Uh, it was the Trent Crow to Frio <laughs> trade, says JT, that got us in, into the draft the last time. Do we go that bold and trade Bruce Gunston or others who have high pick currency to get into the draft this time? Or do we hope we can trade the talent in? Now, this is what you were saying. We, we've made a habit of trading guys in, but are you going to say, because this is the talk all over the media, if they're not talking about where Clarkson is going to go, they're like... The Hawks, they're done. They're coming down from their cloud. They have to go to the draft. What is your take on this? Well, I don't know if that's a really good strategy, Nick. I mean, going to the draft, who does that work for? I can't think of anybody who has worked for. The the, the drafts that they talk about with Melbourne Hawthorne. had that one year. <laughs> that No, that, that could be a tick. They've been mm-hmm. going to the draft for 15 years. <laughs> um, but it takes a good club. Carlton? Yeah, okay, all right. Oh, gosh. Oh, no, um, the Western Bulls went to the draft, got a premiership, and then missed finals for the next three, three years, years, which is, which is a record. <laughs> so you could almost say they completely fluked it. Uh, well, yeah, 
you could if you hadn't watched the umpiring during the finals. I was going to say, but I, I would say to you <laughs> listeners that the Swans threw it away, but the Western Bulldogs were doing all the throwing that day. So, <laughs> Oh, we sound so jaded. We've had too much success to be this jaded. <laughs> Feels like a long time ago. But, but that's the point. Actually, that ties in nicely to what I was going to say. People forget that you know Hawthorne and the making of their success was in a draft in, what, 2004, five? Like that's... It's 15 years ago. Like, that's... And you got to remember, we got two all-time best players. Yeah, and, uh, but this, but that takes time. To, it takes time... Well, I can't believe I have All to right. say this. It takes time to build a three-peat. These days, you're judged almost instantaneously. So we got to pick one in Hodge. Mm-hmm. And then we got Sammy Mitchell, yep. who everyone overlooked. Mm-hmm. And we picked up in the, in the 30s. Yep. 32, wasn't it? Yeah. Right? That should... You should never get a player that good coming mm-hmm. from that. Right. Mm. Then we go to the next year, and the three picks in the top ten are mm. Ruffy, Franklin, and Lewis. Yes, couldn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Then we pick up Birchall the following year. But this is the thing: you don't just find out the worth of that in two thousand and eight, because all the critics look at it and they go, "Oh, well, 13, 14, 15. And this is also in an era where teams, or clubs rather, are well, judged on, instantaneously big, for how they go. There's a big gap between oh five and fifteen. That's what I'm saying. You got to keep them on the list all that time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't think people take that into account. Like, oh, just go to the draft. Just go to the draft. It's not really that simple. You don't just go to the draft and then get overnight success. You have to be just ask lot, Max Bailey. <laughs> a lot has to go right. So, but but no one takes that. No one cares about that. These no one in the footy media gives a crap about that. Because it's all about, you know, they'll, they'll talk about it with uh, Adelaide and Carlton, like Adelaide getting Carlton's number one pick. It'll be, oh, what a blunder. But they don't... It is a blunder. Well, yeah, okay, that one is a blunder. But <laughs> but who knows what can happen years down the track. You just you yeah, just you don't pick know. pick a Dak Watts, yeah. <laughs> Although I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind finishing second bottom, would you, Nick? I don't want to bottom out, but this season to me will be a failure if we finish ninth or tenth or something. Really? Part, part of the reason it's I don't very want to, high. Part of the reason why I don't want to bottom out is uh Pride. Do you remember when well yes, but uh, Brad Johnson and Nick Del Santo said oh, we're who gonna cares? <laughs> Let them be right once. They weren't right. They don't know what they're talking about. They're right by accident. Listen, there's so many stop clocks <laughs> that you can't avoid them all. That's true. That's true. Actually, look at look at this from the Adelaide Crows. These okay. are the blokes that are either unhappy or Uncontracted. Mm-hmm. Cam Ellis Yolman. Tell me we couldn't use him. Big battering ram over yeah, the football. I wouldn't mind him. He'd be great. Yep. Bryce Gibbs keeps getting dropped. Mm-hmm. Contract ends in 2021. What are they going to ask for him? Yeah. That's very strange the way they're treating him at the moment. With that in Hugh mind. Hugh Greenwood is out of contract. Yeah, wouldn't mind him either. How does that happen? And this is just Adelaide. We haven't... Josh Jenkins, 2021. <laughs> and he can't get a game. Imagine. They keep dropping him. Imagine, we'd never lose the Nash Jenkins medal. It would always stay at Hawthorne. <laughs> Alex Keith. Yeah. 27-year-old defender. He's okay. Out of contract. Yeah. He's been brilliant this year. Mm, that's true. After their first pick went down. Now, this one's great. I love this. We haven't even moved beyond Adelaide yet. This, this is, is fantastic. Stunning. Riley O'Brien. Been starring for the last few weeks. Ruck, is he? Ruck, isn't he? He's their Ruck. Yeah. Rumour is they want Brody Grundy. They're offering him a huge contract. Is that right? However, Riley O'Brien is out of contract. Well done, Adelaide. <laughs> Actually, pretty much everyone you've said there, I wouldn't mind at all. What is it with Adelaide? You think about the players that have left Adelaide. They've been good for us. Gunston, <laughs> Phil Davis, uh, Tippett. I should actually just say uh, Adelaide tweeted something today that, uh, oh. <laughs> who's your favourite past Adelaide player? I replied, or present. Yeah. Jack Gunston. <laughs> I was about to go with Ricky Henderson. I went with Ricky. Yeah. yeah. A lot <laughs> of people. Fun. None, none of the Adelaide supporters mentioned Darren Jarman. Very peculiar. One of them, two premierships. <laughs> Ungrateful bastards. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, of course, Braden C. I've been going through all the other... Lists like they're is it Sear know, or like Sire? it's Christmas. Seer or Sire. I found a lot of people go Sire. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm, I'm probably just... wrong. Okay. Well, I know who you... listeners know who you're talking about. You want him at the club, don't you? Yeah, or Aaron Francis. Can mm-hmm. we get a bomber? When's the last time we got a bomber onto the list? When's the last time we dealt with Essendon? <laughs> Fraught times if we have to resort to that. Oh, he's not happy though. He's not so, happy boy. Uh, just to put a bow in that, uh, you don't you don't really want to go to the draft, do you? 
No, I'd love to go to the draft. Okay, so I think you do. we can. You but, do. Yeah, I think we should keep our first round pick. Okay, Definitely. yeah, I know I agree with that. I'm um I mean they talk about we'll be getting McGuinness, so there's another mid. They talk about it like it's the end of an era if we go to the draft and that they they have such a solemn tone about it, the footy media, when they talk about it. But it's the end of an era a while ago. Or, if you want to be really correct about it, like really accurate about it, the end of an era probably happens when Roughhead goes. The end of an era for me was 2016. Well, well, uh, that's what I was inclined to say. But if you're looking at purely on a personnel basis, you know, that, that legacy resides with, you know, Birchall Clarkson. and Roughhead. Well, Clarkson, yes, but... <laughs> Come full circle, folks. Let's talk <laughs> Clarkson to Carlton. No, let's not get into that again. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind us going to the draft. I think it is time for something a bit different. Uh, we've got to build the new era. Anyway, yeah, our long-term strategy is fine. We're going to have the best facilities soon, a couple mm-hmm. of years. It's all going to align at about the same time as we're pushing for another premiership. If you take uh, about the seven to eight-year return. Uh, well, we heard from Al as well. It's now apparent that we're going to have to see big movement at season's end this year. He tweets into at Hawk Talk Pod. A few long-term heroes will have to go, Ruff and Poppy in particular. I'm wondering who is genuine trade bait and not the nuffy options I've read, e.g. Smith for Hill or two first-round picks. Jeez. Who are you happy to let go? We, I mean, we talked about this last week with Ash, but I mean, with one week on, Ruffy and, and Poppy, do you reckon that time is up for them? Yeah, who's but who, he wants uh, trade bait. Yes, well, he's looking at trading people out as well. Yeah, well, uh, both Gunston and Bruce were both um, all Australian last year. Yep, it should be good currency, really, despite how they've <clears throat> had a pretty underwhelming year, both of them. But come on, show me a few small forwards that are performing better than Bruce. More goals? I want some more goals. If he's going to no, play I mean forward. more goals at other clubs. Oh, Can right. You think of okay. many? Uh, no, not necessarily. No. no. Not for small forwards. Um, Especially when the forward line doesn't function very well. It's very it's the hardest for them. That's key, isn't it? That's yeah. I still think that's our major problem. When people say they want to trade away Gunston and Bruce, I'm like, yeah, I get it. But also, I'm not, even I'm Collingwood not done would, with them. Even Collingwood would find a spot for Bruce. I think so. And they've got too many small forwards as it is. I'm not quite ready to see the back of these guys because I, I think it's strategic, strategically based why it's not working. I don't, I don't no, think no, it's there. No, no, he's right to go for it. Well, if you can, you if you can find a club up. that needs one small forward to win the next premiership, they're going to give you a first-round pick mm. for Bruce. Mm. Now, what do we get him for? Don't even remember. Rookie. Is that right? So I think you'll be fine on that scale. You got three premierships out of him. Exactly. He's delivered more than enough for us. And he gets more money than we'll probably be offering him. Mm. Ash said this last week. He said uh, Lewis would have got a million dollars more yeah. having left Hawthorne. That's true, yep. So it's not all bad news for these players if they if they move on. And we've just got to settle into our cycle. I'm not sure the fans are necessarily thinking of the players. They're thinking of... What's the regrowth cycle? Yeah. You know, yeah. if we can get into the... And I'm not sure it's a great draft anyway. Apart, That's been said, yes. That's uh, been said. Apart from outside the... When, once you get outside the first 10, mm. you know. Yeah. Anyway, they're all like that. It's what, 50% in the first 10 mm. to 100 games, and then there's three that reach 200, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a mugs game. We heard from Tony as well at Hawk Talk Pod. Is the priority to get two key position players who can mark more important than our mids right now? Cornelio would be great, but at the expense of 1.2 to 4 million and other picks. Yeah, but you, you load that this and next year. Yeah. So in a few years' time, he's only taking you know four five hundred out of your cap. Sure, and you can be playing another guy <laughs> one not, million dollars. It's not like we're not going to have the money who you've bought in. So we're in a good position. So you tadpole his contract. You mm. see, and we'll be doing that for some of these really good players, mm-hmm. like Amir will renegotiate. Yep, and that's how they'll find the money for Cornelio. Other. AFL clubs would be very wary of Hawthorne. Mm. We're coming off three premierships in the last 10 years. Mm. And then all of a sudden we have this huge bank yep. ready to come and raid their best and emerging players. Ready to reload for, uh, well, the next decade's coming soon, isn't it? And you know what we do at least once a decade, win a flag. And given Clarkson has the opportunity to just pick and choose yep. with righty, I don't think we'll be down for too long. It's hard for now, but it's going to turn around real soon. Will Stratton be captain next year, or is it a short-term role? Surely we're not going to strip him of the captaincy. I know we've got candidates there, but... 
Is, is there any sense in giving a captaincy for one year? Is that does it ever happen? I think Gary has had a very short captaincy. <laughs> uh, Chris Langford had a short captaincy. There's hmm. guys that it doesn't gel for every now and again. It would shatter his confidence, wouldn't it? Just no, to... not really. I mean, within the four walls, you've got to understand everyone's promoted to their level of incompetency, Nick. So <laughs> It's not what Hawthorne stand for. <laughs> I don't like that look. Sometimes you've shown up, and yeah. it's been very hard for him. It has. He hasn't had some e- easy roles, hmm. and he's trying to develop these youngsters around him. He's not carrying the spotlight. One final question uh, from Darcy at Hawk Talk Pod. In light of Ash's comments last week, do you think the Sicily experiment might be testing the waters for Whitfield to play his role down back? <laughs> now, that's some long-term thinking. Wow. Uh, Whitfield's at the end of the 2020, isn't it? Yes. So, I mean, that's, a, that's a real long-term project if that, in fact, is the, the go. Yeah. So so if that was the idea, then <laughs> they must be really sure. But the point is that uh, if he is going to be leaving at 2021 or at the end of 2020, you'd try to move him on now to get some value in a trade for him. Yes, that's true. Anyway, so what are we thinking Saturday? How early are we getting there? Are we going to sink a few before it begins? Yeah, or? I think we'll, we'll enjoy the day. And, you know, I've, I'm rarely at the MCC. I've only been once before you, by your invitation. You got a tie or...? Yeah, I'll, I'll sort it out. Jacket, all right. I'll be presentable. Good. What are you? What are you oh, implying? I have had people turn up without ties before. Shocking. I'll make sure I'm presentable. Don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> no, it'd be good. Good to be back in the MCC. Enjoy the day. I'm not sure I'll, I'll enjoy the game. Um, I fully expect us to be absolutely pumped for the first time this year. Oh, I'm not too worried. Oh, l- let me let me just assure listeners, I'm not worried because I know what I want from this season. It would be good to win, but also. We seem to man up fairly well against West Coast. Oh, look, maybe. I mean, they've got Natanui back, I think, this week. Who is he? I think he is, yeah. Gee, that's rough on us. It is. McAvoy's going to have to <clears throat> shrug off that, that terrible form he's been showing since he's but been But they won't back. have the get-out card as long as McGovern doesn't get off. He, he usually saves them from a lot of attacks. Well, what's your, what's your tip at this point? We played pretty good at the MCG. I wouldn't write off a win. All right, fair enough. You're more optimistic than me. Let's have a look at the odds. <laughs> I've we heard, haven't done I've this heard in a while. That gets people into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you see what I tweeted? That the average loss per annum for each Australian is mm. how many dollars? Would you think? Oh God, I don't if know. If you got all the losses of all the Australians and you average them out over the total number of Australians, how much do you think? I don't know what it, what is even a ridiculous number for this. Uh, I don't know. A grand? I don't know. $1,200. Oh, it was close. Oh, oh that's bad. That, <laughs> that is bad, isn't it? So yeah. if, if what's his name? Jaden. Jaden, yeah. Never bets again. He's $1,200 better off per year. Although he hasn't ruled it out. <laughs> Did <laughs> I you mean, notice that? Yeah. Oh, well, you need an omen for these things sometimes. <laughs> All right. So Thursday night, we we're doing the multi, Oh, we're doing the multi. Oh, of course that's what we're doing. Essendon, GWS. Uh, Marvel. Well, it's at Marvel. Uh, GWS. Geelong, Adelaide in Geelong. <sighs> because it's in Geelong, I've got to go the Cats on that one. Hawthorne in 12th <laughs> versus the West Coast Eagles 4th. I'm going to tip West Coast. Sydney Suns. Uh, Sydney. Collingwood North. Again at Marvel for Collingwood. Collingwood. I think they'll play the ground better this week. Port Dogs. Port. St Kilda, Richmond. Ooh. Nah, Richmond. Well, that could be death knell. Yeah, maybe. Brisbane, Melbourne. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, Brisbane. You could hear the smile <laughs> through that. Through. <laughs> I just hate them. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, um, no, no, Brisbane's got that one. Frio Carlton to round out the weekend. Now, I reckon you're a really good chance at the multi this week. Can I just I say? I think you might be right. It's how much I win that is... Because last week, I've got to be frank, listeners, like, my multi did okay. You're like, I don't even want this to win. No, I didn't really, because it was about 40 Getting bucks. greedy. That's, <laughs> that's two seasons worth of crappy multis right I know, there. I would have made it all back. But still, I'm like, nah, not good enough for me. Uh, now, 40 bucks. I mean, if you're going to have a crack, if you're going to put $1 down, you really want to turn it into some serious cash. I mean, there have been times where the multi's been worth $600. So, I mean... Surely you've got it above that. Oh, I think the most... It's been over a grand yeah, at one point. Yeah, good. Uh, 
Yeah, because yeah. some of them have been hugely unlikely. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but you think I'm on this week. Yeah. I, I tend to agree. Seems like an easy round. I think I'm... <laughs> Don't forget to bugger up Friday. <laughs> That's right. Who's on Friday again? Geelong Adelaide. Geelong Adelaide. Nah, Geelong's not going to drop that one. Excellent. Famous last words. It's the margin that'll trouble me. If I start getting no. too cute about oh, it, God. if I start getting too cute about it, I'll lose it all. <laughs> anyway, watch this space, listeners. Extremely responsible gambling. Hashtag Mason's Multi. The game in which I put a single dollar down on tipping the entire round. So watch this space. It could go off this week. It won't go off this week. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, mate, uh, we'll wrap up the podcast there, I think. Uh, I think it wasn't overly negative. We have some problems in this team, but again, we're forward-thinking guys, and we're thinking this team's going to be good. Now, do you have a little harp motif for future eps? Because I think we're going to have a Hawks look back. Yeah, yeah, no, I like can do in that. Cheers when they used to look away. Yeah, and then, I, I can do that. What do you want to look back on? Oh, just great moments in Hawthorne. Well, we've done a bit of that today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can use that. Keep the a hell of a lot positives. of material. <laughs> That's right. In the last few years alone. Yeah, happy to do that. Uh, hit us up on social media. Tell us what you'd like, like to do. I remember when Taylor Walker <laughs> got kneed by Sammy Mitchell and went down like a <laughs> classic. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> iTunes, you can But I'll be cheering us. him on Friday. <laughs> you can rate review us there on iTunes. Please do. We love hearing from you. And same as on Twitter, at HawkTalkPod. Join the conversation there. Find us on Facebook too, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. Now, uh, Tiz, with all that being said, all the social media stuff out of the way, as we move to wrap up this edition of the podcast, I think uh, heading in to this recording tonight, I was really keen to keep the tone positive. I know it was a tough loss, but there are some good things happening around our club, and you can't go past the story of Grant Birchall being back after two years. Grant Birchall, number 14. Good to see him back. I know we've already mentioned in this podcast, but it's just... (laughs) See, when I tweeted about him, there were a few people, a few of our listeners, and fair enough, they instantly went into uh, sort of analysis mode. They're like, oh, he's not really going to be part of our best team. I'm like, no, it's not, not really what I'm getting at. Because what I see is a guy that after two years... This is a great storyline. Yeah, he, he's just, he just gets back to doing what he loves, and I just feel happy for him. So I thought we'd just end the podcast on a positive note. What do he's you reckon? He's a class act. He's one of our greatest players. I can't wait to see him run out on the G again, and neither can he. Even if he didn't accept that dog from uh, Clarko. <laughs> That's right. But How much right. do you reckon that dog was worth? Because <laughs> dogs are expensive now. Yes. Yeah, not as expensive as Tom Boyd, but pretty <laughs> expensive. How about Tom Boyd? 2021, he might be in the window. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. We do a bit of a Stewie Jew. Yeah. Bring can, him back I can out. see it. Virtual, long, left foot, fantasy deep booking. kick, and there's Tommy Boyd there. All this fantasy booking. I mean, that sounds wonderful, but I'll take Birchall. Even play for the VFL. I'm just glad that he's back. It's official. He's his. bloody glad. Did you see the smile on him? It makes me smile. It makes me smile. So there we go. We're going to cap off this podcast. Going to wrap it up and say, the Birch is back. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.